0: Hello, I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. Thank you for joining us today. And today, what I would love to talk to you about or talk with you is living your legacy now. Live your legacy now. Don't just leave your legacy, live your legacy. Alfred Nobel, who I've been reading his biography lately, and you know, Nobel. Uh, prizes, Nobel Peace Prize, and also medicine and everything, the illustrious Nobel Prize. I have been reading an amazing biography about Alfred Nobel. And I, of course, adore biographies because I'm fascinated with resilience and the way that people overcome stress or horrible circumstances when they grow up or challenges. So I love to read about people that have overcome amazing challenges and have become successful or happy. Uh, it's, it's just biographies teach us so much about ourselves and we can reflect on ourselves through other people. So I was reading Alfred Nobel and I finished it the other night. And, um, what it has to do with living your legacy and don't just leave your legacy is he, um, Alfred was very, very close to his brother. And I know you probably know this, but his life was incredible Alfred had an incredible life of uh, inventions. He created new products. He went all over the world and created uh, ingenious ideas and, and and ways to construct things, ways to uh, go through stone. Uh, he was a chemist, chemical compounds, and he was into physics. Just an amazing soul and an amazing mind. And so he was very, very, very kind. Extremely close to his brother. Well, he, he had gone through his life with his brother and all of a sudden his brother had died. And his he was very famous. So the media, though, got messed up and somehow they got the information. They thought Alfred himself had died, not his brother. So he opens up the newspaper after his brother has died and he sees the headlines, Merchant of Death Dies. The Merchant of Death is dead. He looked at it, started reading that... They had called him the merchant of death. He had no idea that they had the world, world, had perceived him not as this engineering mind that had transformed the world and changed everything. And he had, you know, accomplished more than any, most any human that had ever lived, but that he was the merchant of death and he was devastated because he realized That the dynamite he had created, the different uh, chemical compounds that would go through rock or stone or change the composition of things, they, the world, viewed him as the inventor of dynamite and some of the most destructive compounds in the world when used for destruction. That they, and they also, by the way, became used for elements of war, which he did not intend it that way. He intended it for construction and changing the world as far as progressing, but These compounds were so powerful, like dynamite, that they were used to destroy lives and cause wars. So it devastated him. I mean, can you imagine living your whole life as a kind soul, moving through the world as this scientist, and your legacy would be merchant of death. That would be his legacy. So then, but again, that was the inspiration and motivation for him to create the Nobel Prizes. He wanted to define or redefine his legacy. Not the destruction that was created by his inventions, but he wanted to honor new, innovative, creative people around the globe in different areas. Like I said, medicine, physics, uh, literature, whichever Nobel areas. So I, I, I read that and I and I thought, wow, this, this is really, really, really interesting. Because he not only lived his legacy, he left his legacy and he defined it. Um, And so anyway, I finished it. And and of course, we're a sports family, big time sports family. And uh, my daughter was a jock. Both of them were. My husband is a minutia person, so he loves keeping up with sports statistics. Anyway, we were watching Clemson, which is, for any of you that don't know, it's a hugely successful team in the United States. And so Clemson was playing in one of the playoff games, and uh, the sportscaster were interviewing, that both of them were interviewing Trevor Lawrence. He's the quarterback for Clemson. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, so they say. He was nominated for the Heisman, which is uh, the number one football award given every year. So he was really, 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 really illustrious, and is illustrious. So anyway, that the sports interviewer is is asking Trevor Lawrence. How uh, Coach Dabo Sweeney inspired him every day, and he'd worked with him four years, and they were they're very close friends. And he said, "So how did the coach really? I mean, if you could say one thing on camera about uh, your coach and how he led you, inspired you, and molded you?" And uh, Trevor said, "You know, Coach Sweeney asks us what I what I believe is the most important question that each of us," he said. You listening to this interview, you sportscasters, I think each of us should ask ourselves the question that my coach asks us, how do you not only leave a legacy, but how do you live a legacy? See, and and I looked at this young, innocent college football player and I thought, oh my God, I've always thought of a legacy as when you're dying or at the end or what your goal is to leave to people. Live your legacy. Don't just leave a legacy. Anyway, I burst out laughing and I thought, what a great mantra that this young, famous, incredibly talented quarterback, he lived by this every day of his life. And so I was wondering, did that help lead to his greatness? Because a lot of us think about a legacy when I get older or when I you know, get my, after I get my job, have my kids, you know, whatever, whatever you're moving on with life. You think of it as something when you're more mature, but not, uh, someone from the age of, I would suggest probably 17, 18 years old till they're 21. Oh my God. So this live your legacy really hit me because I don't think it's just in my generation or my era. Most of us, when we think of the word legacy, um, and it's defined by this way, by the way, in Webster's Dictionary, it's a gift by will, okay, which means you're dead, especially of money and personal property. It's a bequest, such as Kathleen left us a legacy of a million dollars. It's something that's transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor um, from the past or legacy of someone before you. And so what what it really means, and everywhere that I looked and researched the word legacy, it means putting a stamp on the future and making a contribution to the future generations. So people who want to leave a legacy, they really feel that that matters. You know, that when you die, you leave these things. So I thought, wow, I kept thinking about Trevor Lawrence. And I thought, you know, the definitions of legacy are always you're dead and you're leaving it. But how about not just focusing on it after your death? What about your legacy today? now what about living your legacy now because you want to uh to say that your life matters now not just in the future but right now we all want to leave our mark in the world we know that our we want to know that our life matters now not just that it mattered when we're dead but that it matters now so what i want to talk about today is how about living your legacy seriously this this was a lot, another one of my recent light bulb moments because it again mine you know thought about mine and I went what is this this check this box do that box but what about today living your legacy will create your authentic life in many ways let me give you some examples your legacy is the foundation of your life once you know what you want your legacy to be you can start building on it it's like a taproot it's like the foundation of a building um so, I mean, I knew that I grew up in a very, you know, very dysfunctional, very sad family. And I think, you know, in my mid-20s or so, I really felt like all that suffering, heartache, and pain could be used for good. And, um, and I was smart enough and wise enough and got lots of help and therapy and support. And I thought, you know what? I can use this as a foundation coming out of such suffering. And, and I f- really, in a way, I maybe didn't use the word legacy, but that became the taproot. Next, focus your life. Once you decide what you want your legacy to be, okay, be it, I want to go into chemistry and be a PhD in chemistry, or I want to start a uh, a house cleaning company. I do not care what it is. It changes your life and the focus of your life. It allow you to get rid of all the clutter in your life and all the people that maybe are taking you down different ways. And you focus on what matters now. It focuses your life once you can focus on what you want your legacy to be while you're living and after you're gone. And then living your legacy. You could start living the way you want to be remembered right now, today, at the grocery store, walking down the street, um, going to class tomorrow, going to work tomorrow. Living your legacy once you really have focused on what it is, okay? It's amazing you start living out of that womb energy right now. Next is your timer. Time has greater meaning. Knowing what you want or what your legacy is going to be, you're going to use better use of your time and your resources, whether it be your money, your time, your energy, whatever you're doing, you know, instead of maybe hanging out on Facebook all night long or, or Instagram or whatever, not that that's bad, some of it, a little of it, but what it'll do is your brain will go, wow, I, I really want to be a therapist or I really want to be an architect or I really do want to paint. Whatever it is, you start floating right back and it makes your life have greater meaning. And next, it changes your decision-making, okay? It influences your day-to-day decisions. So, when I realized what I wanted to do, I'd get up in the morning and realize, do I need some experience like at a shelter or at a hospital with a hospice group or whatever? Or do I need to go back to school to get, uh, you know, some more training and some more education? It changes your decision making. And instead of going out maybe for wine or a drink or whatever I used to do, it made me think, you know what? I really need to look at this different class or look at this teacher. Next, clarity. It gives you the clarity of your uh, legacy gives you greater purpose. You're going to be happier. You're going to have more meaning and purpose. There's this power and energy that's going to be with you. There is nothing to me like looking at a 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 5-year-old. 35 year old where the light bulb goes on and they go this is what I'm supposed to be this is and again I love the word legacy because I hadn't thought of it in that term before when you and guess what can you imagine having your whole life experiencing your legacy not just leaving it to others I mean how amazing is that Uh, because your life matters and it begins that every day of your life it matters more and more And again, if you don't like the word legacy, I happen to love it, um, ask yourself, what will my purpose be? What is my truth? What truth or purpose do I want to live out of? So that's what I'm asking you today. What will your legacy be? What will your purpose be? What's your North Star? What is the North Star you want to live by? What truth or purpose or North Star do you want to be your legacy? And I like to use the word, what covenant? Um, you know, I, I know I taught early church history and different spiritualities and religions, uh, world religions, but I love the word covenant covenant means promise. So I think when you choose a legacy, you're making a covenant with yourself, a sacred promise with yourself and the divine, whether you call it spirit, Holy spirit, whether you call it the divine, whether you call it energy source, my higher power, whatever that source of wisdom and wealth and love is. A covenant is a promise with yourself and that energy and that trust that this is the trajectory of my life. I know everything's going to support me in it. Your legacy is the promise or the covenant to yourself about how you're going to live your life. What are you going to live your life for? It's pretty cool. Um, a long time ago, I remember Stephen Covey, if, for those of you that haven't heard of him, he was a very famous writer and and just did a lot of great work with human behavior and uh, psychology and motivation and success and all those kinds of topics. Well, he had a a little practice that he did when you went to one of his classes or when you uh, read his books, and it was called the obituary exercise. And here we go with legacy. So he said, I want you to consider your legacy. Think of this obituary exercise. I want you to imagine you're at your funeral. Then ask yourself the following questions. Who would you want to give your eulogy at your funeral? Who would that be? And then what would that person or these people miss about me the most? And what positive attributes would they associate with me? And how are they describing me? So imagine the funeral is like an aha moment when I took that particular course many years ago. Or... What I like, since we're talking about not just when you're dead, I want to not just leave your legacy. Remember, we're living your legacy. Um, another thing you can do is imagine it's your 80th birthday or some pivotal age, whatever you think that'd be, 70, 80. And uh, see. The, imagine everyone who had an impact on you and have influenced you some in some way. And they become the guest at your birthday party. And they start to talk to you about, you know, what, what was my life about? What is my life for? Um and, and do that. But this is what I say. I say, don't wait till your 80th birthday. You know, don't do the guided imagery of your 80th birthday. Okay. We're talking about living your legacy today. Now, beginning now, planting the seed. I didn't wait till my 80th birthday. I have done this since I think I was about 30. I did this on every birthday. I would invite everybody who meant anything to me. Sometimes it was 10 people, sometimes it was 20, sometimes it was 30, sometimes, you know, whatever, the numbers varied through my life. And what, what we did was we went around and I had each person tell them, tell me what I meant to them in their life and how I'd have, how I had any effect on their life. Then the reverse, I would tell each person at the same time, they would tell me and then I would re- repeat it to them and say, you know, uh, Marcy, this is what you meant to me or any of my friends. Susan, I'd say, you know, well, there was always lots of tears and laughter, but it's, it was a powerful benchmark each year. Okay. So I have for a huge, most of my life had the pure joy and experience of living my legacy. I'm not worried or concerned about my legacy. I'm being honest after I'm gone. I want to enjoy my legacy while I'm alive. I mean, lots of times when I'm on my walk with my dogs, I'll sit there and go, you know, if I keel over today, I'm ready. I mean, seriously, I really took this seriously about living your purpose and legacy. And some of the things that when I was doing this uh, to do the podcast, I thought, you know, ERA, I was very active in the women's movement and marches on Washington, DC for the Equal Credit Opportunity Act, ERA, gay and uh, gay rights, you name it, human civil rights. I was, I lived in DC when I had my children, I put them either in a backpack or on my hip. And drug them up there, too, because I wanted them to have the experience of being there. Animals, I've rescued animals probably for over 35 years and actually started a humane society that has rescued innumerable animals, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands over my lifetime. Uh, I'm involved in the public school system. I get to work. I have the privilege of working with stressed kids and helping them. And uh, the Dukes Foundation, it's a foundation for uh, uh, children that are very, very challenged and disadvantaged in all culture here in Atlanta. Um, And that has been just very, very successful and very happy. I've done cardiac pulmonary cancer and hospice groups. So anyway, writing my books, um, you know, working on everything from which I never planned to the White House, to the United Nations. I have had the experience of living a legacy. And again, lots of uh, suffering and fall downs. But, you know, if you know me at all, it's fall down 40 times, get up 41. Um, and also with those things, I've had a very, very, very long marriage and also, um, children. I've, uh, had the experience of having children. So another experience that you can try another little, um, thing, which again, a practice, uh, we talked about your birthday party each year. What words would you want etched on your tombstone? Think of that one before his death, Thomas Jefferson, who was the third president of course of the United States uh, was just obsessed with what he wanted on his grave because he thought he had done so many things. He was so accomplished. He was one of the most accomplished human beings that ever graced the earth. So he was afraid that when he died, all these people would get this huge headstone and put list after list after list about what his legacy was. So he had his, his uh, tombstone done before he died. And here's exactly what it said. Here was buried Thomas Jefferson, author of the Declaration of American Independence, of the Statue of Virginia for religious freedom, and father of the University of Virginia. That's it. Those three things, that's all he wanted. That's what he got. He chose his legacy. An amazing human being. What words would be etched on your tombstone right today? And if you really started living out of your truth and your legacy you wanna leave on the planet, Right now, today, what, would, what could it possibly be etched? Look at the one today, and then look at the one that, as you live out your life, what it would be. And questions to ask yourself, okay? Um, live an intentional life. What do you want your life to create and leave? What do you want? What do you want to create with this amazing energy you have? What's the trajectory, the intention? Like, live an intentional life. Next, live an authentic life. When you live your legacy, you're living your calling. What do you, you know, calling just isn't for ministers or holy people. What is your calling? My husband remembers when he was five years old and one of the small country doctors he had made a house call to him and he couldn't breathe. He had horrible, horrible asthma. And so he was sitting there purple, probably purple lips, tiny skin, emaciated little kid. And Dr. Martin leaned over him and gave him some medicine and talked to him and sung to him a little bit. And he said at that moment, he looked into the doctor's eyes and said, that's what I want to do. I want to be a doctor. His whole life, he said, I want to be that person that Dr. Martin is to me right now for the rest of my life. He did. His trajectory for his entire life, Jim's was, my husband, was to be a physician, not a doctor, to be a physician and a healer and a lover of people. And he has done that and been happier than I can ever even tell you. And it's been a joy to live and share his life with him. So live an authentic life when you're called to. Remembered. How do you want to be remembered by your family, your friends, and community? Remembered. How do you want to be remembered? Next, leave the world a better place. How or what are you going to do with your life that you leave this planet, you leave these people a better place than when you were born? Service. That's. I think it's an important thing of a legacy or calling. How can you serve? How can you serve while you're here? And next is your profession, your career or your calling, what contributions do you want to make in your field? I mean, what do you want to, what do you want to leave? Whether you want to be a doctor, whether you want to be a teacher, whether you want to be uh, a painter, what legacy do you want to leave? And then touching others' lives. Whose lives will you have touched? For me, like I said, mine was the 4 leggeds um, well, three-legged for the three-legged animals we saved that had three and two-legged, by the way, and, uh, two-legged humans. Um, And for me, environmentally, saving one-legged, which are trees and environmental movements. Whose lives have you touched? And what do you want to save? Then passing on the wisdom. What lessons would you like to pass on to people now and future generations? What do you want to leave now? And what do you want to leave behind? It's all just an amazingly exciting process. So... Before we close, I want to just give you some, think of different ways to leave your legacy. Do you want to add knowledge to to your field, whether you're an engineer, a biologist, whatever, a teacher? Um, And do you want to, how how can you leave your legacy through your body of work? You want to write a book? Do you want to make enough money to change, uh, to cure cancer? Or do you maybe want to be the researcher that helps, you know, cure cancer? Write down family recipes and family traditions. I cannot tell you how invaluable this was. Um, My mom, my mother, my mama, And Jim, my husband's mother, were amazing cooks. And Jim's mother was a baker, too. My mother never wrote down a recipe in her life. So um, the year that before she died, I got to go live with her for a little while and write down every recipe that she could remember. She had Alzheimer's, so it was a little tough. But um, I wanted those recipes. They created my life, and they were memories for my entire life. Uh, Jim's mother had written them down copiously, so we had her recipes, and I cannot tell you that now I have a daughter who's a physician and older, and these family recipes from both sides and family traditions, oh my gosh, they make your life rich, so don't forget that is part of your legacy, and serve as a role model. You know, um, uh, tutor somebody, mentor somebody, uh, go help uh, clean the house for an older neighbor, do something, walk their dog for them. And then pass down an heirloom. I've already made in my, my will, particularly for my nieces and nephews, um, pass down heirlooms, things that are really important to me and to them. And I've already sat down and talked to them about it. I've handmade quilts and chests and furniture. And I, I collect artifacts that I want to make sure that they get or museums get some of them. You know, those are part of your legacy. And again, be a mentor, be a volunteer and write your memoir. Please take your life seriously. I've been journaling, I think, since I was 10. Take your life seriously, please. It's fun for yourself, but it's also when you're even not here, it's going to be amazing. My sister talked to me about this this morning. We wished my mother in her incredible life would have written one word. At the end of her life, again, she died with Alzheimer's, so we never really got the whole truth behind a lot of what she did, she said, and how she lived. Please write a memoir. Write your, write your legacy down. And, um, all, all of these things, you know, right or wrong right now, we're, we're dealing with social injustice in in, in the United States. We're dealing with climate injustice. We're dealing with climate change. We're dealing with black lives matter. We're dealing with all kinds of things on the planet right now, a COVID crisis, right or wrong, right or wrong, find a wrong that just gnaws at you, just really gets you. Uh, That's how I got into working with young black usually males and Latin males in the inner city that were, you know, headed in a very challenging direction. I was them. I wanted to right a wrong. I got help because I went to a school with a bunch of nuns who loved me and took care of me and guided me through that. A lot of these kids don't have those boundaries, those borders, those people that can change their lives. So those were just a few thoughts. And in leaving you today, I want to leave you with a person who literally, literally transformed and healed my life. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yeah, he's been dead for a long time, but I lived in his essays, in his books, in his works, in his teachings. He was one of my saints and saviors of my life. If you're not familiar with his body of work, I invite you to a truly transformative experience to get, I mean, get to know Ralph Waldo Emerson. Emerson left each of us his legacy, but he also challenges us to enlighten our world this is is my dear life mentor and a beloved soul ralph waldo emerson i'm going to leave you with a quote that he left and this has to do with our living legacy now and leaving your legacy to leave the world a bit better whether by a healthy child a garden patch or a redeemed social condition to know even one life has breathed easier Because you lived. This is to have succeeded in life. Ralph Waldo Emerson. I love him. So, please, leave your legacy. But today, I want you to live your legacy now, today. And if you have ideas, please, for future shows, you want to comment on this, please contact me at info at mindfullivingnetwork.com or info at our, O-U-R-M-L-N.com. Also, we have a great newsletter. Oh my gosh, it's inspiring, wonderful little tips. Uh, You know, check it out. Uh, Please subscribe to our newsletter. It's very, very cool. Also, we want to hear from you. You know, let us know what you want to hear, any programming. If you have any ideas of a program you want to do, please let us know. We are the Mindful Living Network. Our tagline is one people, one planet, one future. So let's make this uh, whole world a better place by each of us holding hands and lifting each other up. I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is the way I see it. Thank you for joining me today.